recording. I'm starting to record now. I'm doing something new. I'm doing something different. I'm trying... I'm trying to do my live show on a YouTube. But uh, I don't know how to send people the link. Okay, I'm going to my channel. How is this done? It, it, this makes no sense to me. I don't get it. How do I find the link to my show? How do I find it to send it out to people? It just doesn't, it doesn't give it to you. Manage. No, I don't want to exit stream. I just, no, 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 no. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. This is not easy. Stream. I mean, I will say it's a lot more difficult when you start adding all these bells and whistles. How do I do this? How do I... Classic streaming. Okay, but where's the link that I send to people? Share. I see. See, the thing is, is that when you do something as a... Um, like an arrow, I don't know what that arrow means. What does that arrow mean? It could mean anything. Okay, so now I have to go and post the link on my various web pages, on my websites. Okay, so let me go on Twitters. Okay, live now on YouTube. So we got that. And then control V as in vagina, as in WAP. As in WAP. I have a whole WAP monologue that I'm going to do. It's not rehearsed. I mean, I did post something about it. Live now on YouTube. Okay, let's see if this works. I think I'm just going to post it on my Twitters and on my um, as Madge would say, on my thus and so. Is that on my Twitters now? My tweet was sent. Okay, so I guess I'm ready to go. So I'm going to start off this show now that we're done with the difficulty of trying to put everything in its place. And it's thus and so. I'm going to start off by playing this video. Okay, my, my audio is working. Okay, that's not the one I want to play. I want to play this one. This one. This is this song is all the rage right now. It's a big hit with Shanae Wynie's Cross, which is my favorite television show. Let's see. WAP 
it's swap. I've never watched the video before, but it starts off and we see gates of a mansion, green gates, green iron gates. And the iron gates say WAP. Kardashian in there, or the Jenner, whatever she is. Why was she in there? I don't understand that. So anyway, this song is a, it's a big hit. It's a big hit with all of the kids right now. And this is my first time to see the video. And I liked, um, I guess I liked the video. I mean, I didn't dislike it, but I, uh, before watching the video, I, I wasn't a fan of the song. And m maybe I liked this version of the song because it wasn't so in your face with all of the pussy talk. <laughs> Wow! Wow! I, and I don't know when I became such a prude. I, I've never been. I've never been a prude before. I feel like one of those, um, the girls who does the slut shaming in Strangers with Candy. Guess what we just heard about Drake Rogers and Audrey Stupino? They did it behind the dumpsters. What a slut. And we actually let her hang out with us this summer. Do you believe it, Jerry? What a flimsy. Hey, look. There she is. Hey, whore. <laughs> because we know I'm not some virginal character. I mean, I have not had sex in six years. So, but I do have a checkered past. I have a checkered history. What does it mean when you say checkered? I don't know what that means. I mean, I know what it means metaphorically, but I don't get why they say checkered. At any rate, I mean, I am, I guess I'm a, you know what I am? I'm a virgin whore. Who's that? It's just my sister. Hello. You look so... Virginie? Trust me, she's a whore. Really? Oh, am I dickless? Well, check this out. Plain badge, big deal. A virgin whore. I don't even know why I'm talking to you. Plug, you're not even supposed to be down here. Mom! It was very nice to make your acquaintance, Drake. Perhaps we can speak another time when there are fewer sack wranglers around. So long, scrope lick. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I recently did a Facebook post. I did it, I think, yesterday, where I was doing a little bit of pearl clutching about the song. But before I get there, I want to acknowledge that there is a lot of pearl clutching going around when it comes to this song that I do find ridiculous. Like, for instance, that alt-right troll Ben Shapiro, he, he went on his show. I don't know what show he has. I'm not a big follower. Uh, he's not an unattractive guy. I hate to say that because he's evil, but you know, whatever. Even Hayden Christensen turned into Darth Vader. So he went on his show and the Shapiro show, I guess it's called, and he just read the lyrics to the song in just absolute disgust, as if his racism and his xenophobia and his homophobia and his transphobia and all of his other issues isn't somehow more disgusting than women singing about their own body parts, right? So this is, it's humorous, I'm just gonna play it. So whores in this house, there's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. I said certified freak. There's some Seven days a week. There's some Wet ass P-word. 
Make that pullout game weak. Yeah, 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 you effin' with some wet ass P word. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass P word. Give me everything you've got for this wet ass P word. Beat it up, N word, catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this P word right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Hop on top, I wanna ride. I do a kangle while it's inside. Spit in my mouth, look in my eyes. This P word is wet, come take a dive. It continues uh, along these lines. Uh, and it gets significantly, significantly more vulgar. Like, oh, a lot more vulgar. <laughs> I mean, you know, I was just saying that he's kind of attractive, which I hate to admit because he's a disgusting human being. But he's just, Ben Shapiro is this twink. I mean, is that the only reason why he gets any attention? Because he says vile, racist, homophobic things, but he's like this this he's trade i don't understand but it, it's funny to listen to him recite the words to wap because i imagine that he i i could see him in a like sean cody studios produces a sean cody corbin fisher production men.com features ben shapiro and even in a porn he wouldn't say Pussy. He would say P-word, right? Because that's where he draws the line. Seven days a week. So just imagine he's saying this as a twink in a porn. Okay? Like, he's saying this about himself. And maybe when he's talking about P-word, you can say he means his bussy or his... his uh, ooh, the fire department went by. Firefighters, I'll be right back! Okay, uh, no. Or, or maybe his penis. So let's just imagine. Let's just theater of the mind. Okay, I'm going to close my eyes while I listen and imagine it's Twink Shapiro saying this on Sean Cody. I said certified freak. Seven days a week. Wet ass P word. Make that pullout game weak. Yeah, 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 you effin' with some wet ass P word. Bring a bucket like, I imagine him being the featured performer on Cody Chambers. I know all of the gay porn sites for research, for sociological and anthropological research. And I, uh, I could imagine him being the gay, like, Cody Chambers is this guy, and he and his boyfriend do, like, a live show, and they always have, like, other guys, and they tag team them and stuff. So I, I imagine Ben Shapiro as the twink in the, 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 the night's thruple. And a mop for this wet ass viewer. Give me everything you've got for this wet ass viewer. Beat it up, N word. Catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this P word right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Hop on top. I want to ride. I do a kangle while it's inside. Spit in my mouth. Look in my eyes. This P word is wet. Come take a dive. It continued uh, along these lines. <laughs> it continued along these lines. So I am not at all put off by women singing about their vaginas in public. That to me is like whatever. But my Facebook post, I did, here's what inspired it. Okay, so this song has been out. I don't think it's a particularly clever song or like a good song or anything like that. The video made me have more respect for it, I guess. Videos often do that for me. Sometimes I'm not crazy about a song and then I watch the video. It happens with Madonna a lot. 
because her videos are so good where I'm not crazy about the song, then I watch a video and I'm like, you know what? This is kind of a banger. I like it. But upon the first hundred listens of listening to other people listen to this song on Facebook Live, because that's what I do during the pandemic. I watch other people living their lives who are just like, F you, middle fingers out when it comes to the pandemic. So I just watch their streams. And I'm like, this song seems like it's only popular because she's talking about, she's being obscene, right? And I'm not saying obscene in a pearl-clutching, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe a woman is talking about her vagina. Women shouldn't talk about their vagina. Women shouldn't even have vaginas. They should not fart. They should not pee. They should not do any of that. I'm just saying, from an artistic standpoint, I didn't get it. It didn't move me. It didn't speak to me. But of course, I'm not the target audience, okay? So then, what prompted the Facebook post was I saw this other video that Cardi B did where she basically is talking about why women's vaginas smell like bacon, egg, and cheese pussy, okay? And I felt like, hold on, what? Um, and, and, And how they have dry vaginas and dehydrated vaginas. And to me, that seemed to be not empowering women, right? Because that would be the conceit of the song. Like, hey, support this song because it's a woman taking pride in in her vagina. It's like the vagina monologues set to hip hop, right? Like, don't be afraid to say vagina. Say it in public. Say it loud. Wear spandex and leopard and do all of that, right? But okay, just watch this video because this seems to me to cancel out that message. Yo, it's your girl Cardi B, and I'm doing this video so y'all can keep y'all pussy on WAP. You know what I'm saying? A lot of you bitches got the damn dry ass pussy because y'all pH balance is off. And you wanna know why? It's not because you're born with it, it's because y'all keep fucking these dirty ass niggas. And y'all bitches are shy to tell these niggas that their dick is hot. You gotta tell, babe, yo, your dick's more like mustard, my nigga. You wanna throw my pH balance off. Y'all bitches be fucking these little dirty ass niggas. Y'all be sucking their dick and shit. And y'all be gagging on it. Y'all think y'all gagging on it because the dick is big. But no, bitch, it's because it's thick. Another thing is, right, why your pH balance is throwing off because y'all bitches need to fucking brush your teeth before you suck dick. Y'all eating barbecue ribs the whole day, bacon, egg, and cheese. Then you suck your nigga dick, and right after, he directly put it inside your pussy. Now you got bacon, egg, and cheese grease inside your pussy. You know what I'm saying? I'm only giving y'all this advice because I love you. If you don't want to take advice, I right, then, bitch. Roll the dice and keep walking around with that dehydrated pussy. Like I said, I love y'all, and this is for y'all to keep the walk. Sorry, I mean, I don't find that all that subversive, what she's saying. In fact, I think she's kind of playing on stereotypes, saying that women's vaginas smell. And, and, and quite frankly, I preferred these type of rants when Alexis Tyler was doing them fucking 20 years ago on... on uh, on uh, cable access television. Don't let every man hit the bottom of your vagina, the root of your vagina. They don't know about the bottom. They don't know about the bottom. Yeah, that bottom, but see, every man may not know because he might not have a penis to really know how to hit that bottom or how to lift to hit that bottom and work that middle with a woman she spread her legs wide and she started screaming saying, yeah, daddy, that's it. Or she might start cursing or screaming out all types of profanities because he done hit the bottom. And now her mind, she insane. Her mind ain't good because the penis done ejaculated all in her brain. Okay. 
that to me is Alexis Tyler was more, I, I guess, groundbreaking with it. And, and, and Alexis Tyler to me was not putting down other women for having dry vaginas or smelly vaginas or, you know, the stuff that Cardi B is saying. The man that is living to ejaculate, he's in a predator mode. And when a man is in a predator mode, he's going to look for the weaknesses of a woman, a woman that's, that's lonely. Her vagina is cold. She's laying in bed at night playing with her toys. Or she's got a man beside her. He's a good provider, but he's not hitting the walls and working the middle. See, to me, the onus here, if I may intellectualize it, lays more on men. Well, I guess that was kind of what Cardi B was saying as well in a way. I'm piloting the pussy. See, y'all got to be a pilot over the pussy, y'all. Y'all got to be the pussy police. I love her. I love Alexis Tyler. So I went on my Facebook and I said, hey, okay, so this song is a big hit right now. I don't get it. And I had some people tell me I don't get it because I'm white. And that's fair. I, I think that's a fair criticism. Uh, it could in part be a cultural thing. I'm not a big fan of rap music to begin with, so maybe that's one of the reasons why I don't appreciate the artistic merit of the song. And I'm open to that, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm open to um, there being kind of an implicit racial bias and whether or not I like the song. And then, hold on, what were other people saying? Let me see if I still have it here or not. And then um, one, one of my friends she posted a link to this article. She's a feminist. And she posted a link to an article from a bitch media website that was basically romanticizing the song, okay? And what, what the author was saying was that all these people clutching their pearls are just really uncomfortable with women of color talking about their vaginas in public. And then she went on to compare Cardi B to Ma Rainey, who is Gertrude Rainey, who is considered, she's called Ma Rainey because she's considered to be the mother of jazz music. And incidentally, whenever I do my queer theory units in the classes that I teach, I, I, I talk about Ma Rainey and the history of Ma Rainey and we listen to some of her music. So I'm, I'm, familiar with the illusion here, right? And and to me, it was such a, it was a laughable claim in this article because Ma Rainey was such a historical queer figure. She had this song named Prove It Omni Blues where she would dress up as a man and she would engage in um, like, uh, she was a butch drag, basically. A and compare that to Cardi B, who has a husband who's made this song that has homophobic lyrics saying that he doesn't hang out with queers and he wants to break those pairs apart. And, and she's defended these lyrics and she's posted a, an anti-trans meme. And then when she got busted for it, she was like, oh, I didn't do it. It was somebody who worked for me. I don't even have access over my Facebook. And so to try to try to frame this as some type of feminist anthem. It doesn't, the song doesn't exist in a vacuum. You have to kind of take into consideration these other media artifacts, right? And then to, like this, this video of her talking about pH balance, right? And shaming women, right? Who I guess aren't, who don't smell as good as her. 
and um, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So I, I said all of that, and my friend didn't respond <laughs> to me. Maybe I was being pedantic. But it's my truth. It's my reality. It's that's just my reality, right? I just wanted to say to the person who wrote that article, "You're such a hypocrite, Allison. I don't know how you do it with a straight face." I love this. So I got some new clips because I have this new soundboard that you know about. And Melrose Place is one of my all-time favorite shows. I would say there's probably like a three-way tie for my all-time favorite shows. Strangers with Candy, obviously, which I've beaten to death on this show, okay? But The Office, which I really haven't done many Office clips on the show, and Melrose Place. And I just, I cannot... I just cannot get enough of Melrose Place, especially Melrose Place mid-season two all the way through season three, when there's a lot of tension between Courtney Thorne-Smith and Heather Locklear, Allison and Amanda. I just, it's like catnip for gay people. I only said, shut up. Just shut up and listen to me. And my first instinct was to fire you as well. But on reflection, I realized that's way too easy. No, Allison, I'm going to do you the way you did me. And when I'm done... All you'll be left with is that proverbial wish that you'd never been born. Now, I believe we have clients waiting. <laughs> that last part is the best part. Now, I believe we have clients waiting. I love that. Just read somebody to filth and then say we have clients waiting. Okay. So, speaking of WAP, my mother, <laughs> her 75th birthday is coming up on Monday. And that's very, it's very scary when, because when you become middle age, as I am, I'm a middle-aged woman, I'm a middle-aged woman, sissy bottom, a spinster, never been married, never even been the bridesmaid. Um, you know how they say, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. I'm like, not even the bridesmaid. I'm like, always in the, almost invited Never at the wedding. That's what they would say about me. Now, so one of the th odd things about when you become middle age is how the people who were middle aged when you were younger are now elderly. So my mom is turning 75, which to me is very, <gasps> I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And then my stepfather, who is like a father to me, he's been in my life almost my entire life. His name is Dwayne, and he's 88 years old. And that to me is terrifying. I mean, it's just, it's really, really, really scary. And yeah, and, and it's just a shame that I can't be there for my mother's birthday. She normally comes to Los Angeles during the summer. And so I get to spend her birthday with her and we go to a fancy, a fancy, a fancy, fancy restaurant. See, I didn't have it all queued up. Let me try this again. We normally spend her birthdays at a very fancy restaurant. It's very expensive. It's very expensive. You can't afford it. You just can't afford it. One of the things that would be cool about getting old is you just embrace this philosophy of fuck it. So my mom drinks every single day. She has wine every single day. She loves her martinis. And... I mean, it gets to the point where I do feel a little bit like I'm talking to Allison Parker, Courtney Thornsmith, as Amanda, 
because Allison had a drinking problem in season three. This probably calls for a celebration. Of course, you'll use any excuse to have a drink. What was it this morning? OJ, straight up. Screwdriver's more like it. Smell it on your breath. It's not even lunchtime and your audience a happy hour. <laughs> Heather Locklear has such contempt in her voice. I just want to see, just listen to this. It's not even lunchtime and your audience a happy hour. Happy hour. I just love that. That's what I should, I should call my mom on her birthday and say. This probably calls for a celebration. Of course, you'll use any excuse to have a drink. What was it this morning? OJ, straight up. Screwdriver's more like it. Smell it on your breath. It's not even lunchtime and your audience a happy hour. <laughs> I love that, that contempt. I, I sometimes think about, do you ever think about when you were younger and all the things that you just indulged in because you were going to be young forever? So uh, my parents split when I was an infant. And whenever I teach psychoanalysis, just the very nuts and bolts of it, I don't know all the intricacies and and whatnot, but I, I talk about the different phases of human development and how if something traumatic happens to you in one of those phases, Freud would say, then you'll develop some type of tick or behavioral problem associated with that phase. So the oral phase is uh, when my parents got a divorce and my mom left. I was, I was abandoned by my mother. And so I developed an oral fixation. I sucked my thumb until I was 30 years old. I smoked cigarettes from the time I was, I used to say 12, but then I actually did the math. And I started when I was 11 years old and I smoked cigarettes until I was 30. I don't want to brag, but it's true. It's exactly what I did. I smoked that long. And so, but I do remember looking, I, or I, I I look back to my 20s when I just didn't give a shit about anything, about anything. And I would smoke cigarettes, I would suck my thumb, I would play with the silk on the end of blankets, I ate whatever I want, and I got, I got to indulge that way until I was 40. So I'm very fortunate there. I would have sex with guys and I wouldn't even bother to clean out, which is, that's gross, right? Like I wouldn't even, I just, yeah, let's do it. Come on. No, I'm ready. Let's do it. Yeah. Daddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, shitty kitty, shitty kitty. And guys, when you're young, guys just put up with that. They find it endearing. I've talked about that before on the show where they're just kind of like, oh, well, not a big deal. He's so cute. He's so cute and young. I can deal with it. And now that I know better, now that I'm like, I have a bulb, I'm ready to go. It's, uh, it's sad. It's sad. I know what to do now. And you don't get that as a gay kid. You don't get any type of health class to learn how to be, how to be clean. You don't learn to have a, um, a CAD, a clean ass duty hole. Maybe I should do a rap song about my clean-ass poopy. Cap, my clean-ass poopy. Come on now, stick it in my clean-ass poopy. Okay, in the world going on, Steve Bannon is in legal trouble. So this is, from what I understand, this is what happened. So you may remember that Trump wasn't going to get funding for his border wall that he promised everybody that Mexico would pay for. So then I think somebody who was a serviceman, a vet, 
said, I'm going to start a GoFundMe for this border wall because it's so important. We have to have this border wall that people can crawl under or crawl over, but we need it. Because I find that people on the right, they're really big on abstract principles and symbolism. Don't do anything to the flag. I mean, you can turn it into a bikini. That's fine. You can do that. You can make it the flag into boxer shorts and get shit stains on it. That's fine. But don't denigrate the flag. Do not take a knee during the national anthem. Why? Because it is symbolic. They're very into the symbols of things. And that's why I think, frankly, so many people have who are Trump supporters really get behind the idea of the wall because it's just kind of masturbatory, right? It's, it's more about like the symbol of having the wall. China has a wall. Why can't we have a great wall? I mean, it's just crazy. I don't get it. But so what they did was they were like, okay, we're going to start a GoFundMe to pay for this wall. And they promised on the GoFundMe page or whatever website they used to raise the money. They said 100% of what you donate is going to go to this wall. We're not going to take any type of administrative fee for the people who are organizing this. Steve Bannon got in on the action. And then the allegations against Bannon and these three other men is that they created dummy companies and they, they, they cooked the books so they could take hundreds of thousands of dollars that were donated and pocket it. So now he's in a lot of trouble. Last week on the show, I was talking about how I just don't understand how people can look at the Trump administration and not see if they support it, that they're supporting Darth Vader in the movie like in the movie that will be made about 2020 2016 to 2020 trump is not the hero of that story like he's so clearly the villain and it's almost like watching a scary movie like a slasher movie when you're not supposed to know who the killer is but this the They've created a film where the killer's like, I'm going to let you know right away that I'm the killer. Like, in the first Friday the 13th, like, Jason Voorhees' mom is like, I'm the killer. I'm the one killing people. I don't get it. Because that's what, that's what Trump is. Anyway, Bannon, to me, he just sounds like a villain. Again, it's just so obvious who the killer is, right? I mean... Bannon, to me, sounds like a mix of Gannon, who is the Antichrist figure in the Legend of Zelda mythology, and Bane, the Tom Hardy villain from the Batman movie. Bane and Gannon together equals Bannon. He just sounds awful. And he's the splotchiest person on the planet. He looks like he got a facial peel that never healed, healed, healed. Yeah, healed. That's the right word. Healed, healed. There are memes of him that he looks so bad and I hate to do the ad hominem attack, right? But actually, no, I don't because when you're as awful and as evil as Steve Bannon, then I don't care if I hit below the belt, right? Like all rules, all bets are off with that, right? So I'll hit below the belt. He's just, there's a meme of, it has his face and it's splotchy and he just looks so, he looks monstrous and it makes light of the fact that a guy like this, 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 this overweight, splotchy, 
Batman villain. Somebody who looks like a boss that you have to beat, like a demon boss that you have to beat in a Zelda dungeon considers himself to be among the master race of people. Like, that's how absurd racism is, right? Like, this guy, under any rubric of under or matrix of understanding, thinks that he's superior to anybody else is just kind of ridiculous. But at, at any rate, what this goes to show is that somebody like this doesn't care about anybody, not even the people supporting the things that he believes in, like a wall to keep out people from Mexico, right? Which is implicitly racist. He, they're, they're not asking for a wall for Canada, right? And, and yeah, that's just, that's what I wanted to say. I had a clip that I wanted to play here. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So he doesn't care about the people who care about what he cares about. I don't care if I sacrifice the life of anybody else. I need it now. That's what, that's who, <laughs> that's who he is. He's Allison from Intervention. Bannon, that's who he is. So, uh, oh, oh, and now his defense is that this is all a political hit job, right? And this is straight out of the book of Trump because anytime anybody comes after these people for anything legitimate. It's not legitimate. It's always a political hit job. And that's not anything that regular, average, everyday people can say. I would like to say that in the future, if I get pulled over by the police for speeding or something, or or drunk driving, like, um, like Allison was for, she was drink, drinking and driving Allison Parker, and she hit a kid, and... I don't know what you use to pull this off, you dishonest, self-serving, pathetic drunk. But when I find out, I'm going to turn it around, cut you open like a rotten piece of fruit. Oh, no, that wasn't the right one. Oh, yeah. Here the right. truth is, I am better on two double vodkas than you are at your best. Tell that to the next poor kid you run over. <laughs> so great. It's one of my favorite lies. Tell that to the next poor kid you run over. Uh, so what was I saying there? I forgot. Oh, yeah, so... I want to start saying that in the future. This is a political hit job. I'm doing something awful. This is a political hit job. Why are you pulling me over? The next thing I want to talk about is Al Alyssa Milano versus Rose McGowan. There's a charmed celebrity cage death match going on right now. These are two people who were on the show Charmed by Aaron Spelling, which is, and by the way, this is the Aaron Spelling episode of Fox in the City, because Melrose Place was an Aaron Spelling produced show as well. And basically the two are in a feud right now. And I don't quite understand what the feud is over. I don't know. Are they arguing about which white female celebrity did a better job trying to take credit for a black woman's Twitter hashtag. I don't understand. I don't. Is that where the competitiveness comes from? Because I've seen pictures of them when they were on set and they're kissing and stuff. So it seems like this is all like post Me Too animosity. And and they both kind of tried to become the leaders of Me Too, which they didn't create. At, at, at any rate, it's to me, the whole Rose McGowan thing and um, Alyssa Milano thing it is it's very reminiscent of um, Allison and Amanda on Melrose Place. The truth is, I am better on two double vodkas than you are at your best. 
Tell that to the next poor kid you run over. I just love it. You're such a hypocrite, Allison. I don't know how you do it with a straight face. I don't know what you use to pull this off, you <laughs> dishonest, self-serving, pathetic drunk. But when I find out, I'm going to turn it around, cut you open like a rotten piece of fruit. <laughs> Sorry, there's a lot of repetition. There's a lot of redundancy in today's episode. Uh, so Rose recently revealed that she had a one-night stand with Alexander Payne, who is the Academy Award-winning director of Sideways. And it was like another Me Too moment for her because I guess she was 15 when she hooked up with him. But she didn't really provide a whole lot of details. It seemed like they met at a party or at a club, and uh, she went back to his place. I There's no... She doesn't say that he knows how old she was. Like, if... She, Here's, okay, so statutory rape is wrong. I'm not defending that whatsoever, um, especially as somebody who was sexually abused as a child and um, who was on the receiving end of statutory rape a couple of times. But I do have questions, like I want a little bit more to the narrative because I need to know should there what should the consequences or how should alexander payne be held accountable if at all and the reason why i say that is because when i was 15 years old i had a fake id i would go to 21 and up bars and stuff like that and if i meet somebody at a bar i'm just going to assume that the person is 21 years old so if there's no conversation about it and then y'all hook up and then all these years later, you say, oh, well, this was a statutory rape situation and, and frame it as a Me Too moment. It's not quite the same thing as somebody who is knows for sure that this person is a teenager and is still actively pursuing them. Does that make sense? Like, I know I'm kind of like walking a fine line here, but these details are important. But she does say in the story uh, that she shares about their experience that he was very well hung and of course as a bottom that's like all i can hear in the situation he is really alexander Payne. details okay uh yeah so i just i just want a, a tiny bit more information before i know before i know what camp i'm gonna put alexander Payne in right and he hasn't responded yet so who knows? Who knows? Okay, uh, so the big story today, big story, big breaking news story is that Melania Trump has unveiled changes that she made to the Rose Garden, not affiliated with Rose McGowan. And here, her big news, she, she's like, yes, we are now using actual human bodies as fertilizers. We kidnap women named Rose, and we use the Rose to feed the roses. So watch out, Rose McGowan, because that could certainly be your fate. Your fate, it could. Okay, after a very bad summer, this headline said, after a very bad summer, the coronavirus outbreak seems to be slowing. But you know what? Labor Day's coming out, so titties out, motherfuckers! That's what worries me. I am very concerned about that. That uh, now that <laughs> things are getting a little bit better... Because th things were getting better, right? And then we had Memorial Day where people went, ape shit crazy and you saw people 
in big pools and, 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 you know, when you go to a party, like a summer pool party and, no, winter pool party, Reagan, and, and the pool water looks disgusting because it's just this, like, toxic mix of, of, of pool water with, with, with suntan lotion, with SPF, and it turns it into, like, a milky mess, the pool water. People hitting beach balls all around the place. And, uh, and then it got really bad again. So I'm afraid what's going to happen is that we, we've kind of, we're getting to a good place and now people are going to be like, suck it. I know we're in a pandemic, but Labor Day, I always get fucked on, fucked up on Labor Day. Labor Day Monday is when I get the most fucked up. Sorry. I hate us. <laughs> Yeah, like, I'm going to fucking do what I want, right? And so we, we think that we're all free, we're all safe, and then coronavirus is going to rear its ugly head again and be like, Ha ha ha, I'm back, bitches! You know, like, I, I just can't deal with that. I can't deal with that. Especially as somebody who has just stayed home because they are so afraid of getting sick. Like, I'm making myself sick with diarrhea and other things just from the anxiety of potentially getting coronavirus. I'm like fucking Danielle Staub on The Real Housewives of New Jersey. I sat at home alone throwing up with diarrhea for three weeks because of you. And I get very upset when I see people not playing by the rules where I'm like, well, you can't, no, you can't do that. You can't go out because you're infecting other people and then you may get infected yourself close your legs to married men close 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 your legs to married men excuse me close your legs to married men right right that's how it's just how i feel that's just how i feel about the situation and then the last thing that i want to talk about is that anderson cooper just cried i Okay, how do I say this? Because I was on a television show where I went on to the TV show and I said, I'm not going to be one of those gays who cries all the time. And then I ended up crying the entire time. Marcellus and I talked about it in the last episode, right? And I explained why I cried all the time. And so th I, this seems a little bit hypocritical, but I just don't need people in the news to be crying. And this is kind of like part of a larger cri criticism that I have of the news where I just don't want, I don't like how the news has devolved into everything is editorializing and newscasters giving their political opinions about stuff. Like, don't make yourself part of the story. I just don't want to see anybody, whether they're gay or straight or whatever, who's supposed to be a journalist, crying about things, right? You're, it's... And, and maybe it's like an old school mentality. Like it's just a way of thinking about the world. When I, when I took photojournalism classes in high school, I always go back to this. You know, you're taught don't make yourself part of the story if you're the journalist, right? You just kind of like report what's going on. And I feel like he, Madge Weinstein has made this joke about on RuPaul's Drag Race how the queens are expected to be vulnerable. You have to be vulnerable. You have to cry. If you're not crying, if you're not opening up a vein on camera and talking about all of the pain and misery and all of the gay bashing and, and you're not just demonstrably emotional about it, then you can't win. You cannot be America's next drag superstar. And I feel like 
Anderson Cooper believes that he is on RuPaul's Drag Race. And he's like, I need to be, I need to show people that I have emotions, that I'm more than Gloria Vanderbilt's son, that I'm not a robot, that I feel things. I feel things. And I should be America's next drag anchor superstar. And it's like, honey, you don't have to get there. Yes, you're so vulnerable. You're so vulnerable and you're going, you're going, you're going to win, honey. You're going to win. I want to play some more clips. I love playing clips. Or at least I don't do crystal meth in the bathroom all night long, bitch. <laughs> I want to see, I want to see a feud between, wouldn't it be great to see like the queers of, of uh, television news and cable news like Ryan Murphy does the season of feud where it's Rachel Maddow versus Anderson Cooper. And, you know, like Anderson Cooper is getting very, very like the library is open with her. He's like, so is it true that you guys are all vegetarians? <laughs> close your legs to marry men. Close, cl close your legs to marry men. Excuse you heard me? Close your legs to marry men. Do you need a tampon, Jemay? Just be a fucking bitch. Oh, why? Do you want to stick it in me? <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like a very contrived way to show that you have a heart. It does kind of remind me of Jemay from the Chrysalis shows, who's like, and she's doing all these like performative antics to prove why she should win like a, an award for her service i'm pretty much guaranteed to win this year's hilford medal the homeless the retarded the black because i've demonstrated christian values like crazy <laughs> because i've demonstrated christian values like crazy like i am a feeling person my name is anderson cooper and i am feeling things right now i'm feeling emotions and i just really want to but then again i'm sure it's been a very emotional year he's lost his mother he's had a kid i get it his his hormones he's probably going through menopause He's probably, you know, he's probably feeling a, a, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. I just do feel like his producers, anytime that he has one of those moments, anytime he starts crying, it needs to be like, <laughs> maybe that could reel him in, you know, maybe just some type of sound cue that says, okay, Anderson, I'm going to help you off the ledge here. He's doing a report. He's like, and now I'm Anderson Cooper and I'm at the RNC. And then somebody here said that I was fake news. Okay, sorry. I'm going to reel it in. I'm going to reel it in. I'm reeling it in. Right, hello, I'm Anderson Cooper. And this is Anderson Cooper 360. And right now I am talking. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. But this person had coronavirus. For 900 years, I'm okay. I'm not crying. I'm not crying. <laughs> but she just told me congratulations because I had a baby. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to reel it back in. I'm going to reel it back in. Somebody slap me. Okay, okay. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. One more time. One more time, Sunny. Sunny. Okay, good. You just have a. you have to have a tough as nails producer on the set with you 
and reminding you, like, no, this is not what this is. This is not Drag Race. This is not The Real Housewives. You are not your friend Andy Cohen. You have to come to work. You have to pull it together. Because I, I do think it's a little bit of a double standard. Like, if you saw a... If you saw a woman who was an anchor on news crying, they would be like, she's crazy. She's hysterical. Why can't we can't have this, right? And even though Anderson is a gay man, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, I've, maybe I'm saying too much. I don't know. Maybe I'm saying nothing at all. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm saying nothing at all. So this is the last week and a half before the fall semester begins. I'm going to, after I end this grum, I'm going to straighten my hair, which is really exciting. It's going to be very exciting for everybody. Uh, and it gets significant. There's some whores in this house. I said certified freak. There's some seven days a week. There's some wet ass peewers. Make that pullout game weak. Yeah, 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 yeah. You effin' with some wet ass peewers. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass peewers. Give me everything you've got for this wet ass peewers. Beat it up, N word. Catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this P word right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Hop on top if I want to ride. Add you a kegel while it's inside. Spit in my mouth. Look in my eyes. This P word is wet. Come take a dive. It continues uh, along these lines. Uh, and it gets significantly. And it continued along these lines.